Yes, sir, and we back. Yep, we back in the building. Quitting silly TNT hoops. I know the vibes. Episode twenty, season two. Uh, season two just gonna be, you know, the off season leading up to next year, you know. But we we've been gone for a little bit. Silly, how you feeling, bro? I'm chilling, baby. Uh, had a good weekend. Got a chance to watch the uh, woman in final this morning. Heavy joking. tennis ball. Heavy tennis ball. Uh, Heavy tennis ball. One, one day of the year, but uh, it was a good day. Um, this was everything involved, but uh, got a lot of NBA to get to, as you alluded to earlier. Um, Cole was going crazy, too. Yeah, he, he was snapping on the Dreamville track. Nah, but yeah, y'all know it, man. TNT Hoopers, he back, man. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Happy to, you know, get back in the flow, get back in the mix, get our rhythm back. But uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of free agents talk. A lot of free agents talk. You got, you got the draft, obviously. Um, the free agency to say it was crazy is an understatement. Yeah. Um, the league is like AAU now, so dudes bouncing around like it's nothing. Paul's that, but uh, yeah. But before we get into just kind of the details of as to everything that went on, just kind of give me your overview of just what you think the league is now in comparison of um other seasons in your lifetime, just as an NBA fan. Like, what right. are your thoughts? So I think it's definitely interesting, and uh, there's parity now because this is probably the first year in what maybe. A decade or so where there's not a clear-cut favor or at least like two teams where we're like are those are the only teams that can win yeah um it's kind of more wide open than, <clears throat> than it's been in a while uh considering what the lakers spurs and the warriors dominated for the last and then obviously that they'll run with the heat with lebron and Wade. yeah dominated for the last you know and i guess the only the only team before that was the boston celtics like that was the last they, yeah the they snuck the one in the mavericks yeah. snuck one in obviously it's teams and years like that but this year is is so wide open. I mean, I think it's interesting. I think there's different ways to look at it. You can look at it and say, oh, well, you know, we don't know who's going to win, so it's super interesting. But then you can also look at it and be like, I hate the fact that dudes are not loyal to teams and jumping around. You never know. Like, you got the best players in the league signing two, three-year deals. Yeah. You know, not even giving teams chances. Like, look, y'all got two, you know, we got two years to get this to get this right or I'm out. And it's kind of tough to build continuity. Um, You heard what Mike Conley said on uh... – <coughs> Wojnarowski's podcast earlier this week, like him and Mark were kind of just thrown together. Right. Um. And so when you're together for like 11 years, when you get to a Western Conference final game and nothing seems to be going right, things are still kind of on track, and it's a lot easier to kind of just get everything flowing again. Um. So they were saying that. So Conley was more saying so. It was a good thing that they they became friends. Not yeah, like, like, it was they, an like yeah, it, like it wasn't just like oh, I want to go play with this guy. Let me force right. my way to go play with him. Like they were just picked and they learn how to I guess play off of one another and like deal with each other's just like 
inefficiencies, things that they didn't like about one each other's games and just kind of work around that. Um, and they didn't just leave when the going got tough. And it seems like guys are doing that now. So it's more power to the players, which is good um, in a sense. But at the same time, like you said, uh, like if the Clippers don't have this figured out in the next two years, they now just mortgage almost their whole future just for two years of Kawhi and BG, and they can just leave and go somewhere else. Um, right, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely a big risk, you know, teams, you know, having to sign guys to big-time contracts for only two, three years. But, I mean, it's kind of like what the league is now, player movement, uh, the, mobi- the mobility of, you know, you, you're just able to go. LeBron kind of paved the way for that, yeah. you know. And the whole super team thing, like, there was always teams that were better, like the the Bulls, don't get, don't kid yourself. Like the Bulls with Jordan and Pippen and Horace Grant and Kerr and all those, they were the best team. They were always the favorites. You know what I mean? There's always teams that dominated the league and were always the best. You had the, you had the uh, Magic's Lakers with him, Kareem. Yeah. Like you, there was always teams compared with the Celtics. So, I mean, that was always a thing. But now, um, just with players being able to move to different teams, it's definitely interesting so, just because they don't care what a fan will think. Or do, they don't do care. Do you think this what, is bad for those small market teams now, though? It's horrible. It's so, horrible. Like, eventually, it's going to just be like multiple teams and just, I guess, the big cities now because that's what guys want to go and live. That's so, like, exactly a team what I like Utah or like um, Oklahoma City now. It's just like any good star that goes like Zion in New Orleans, he's not going to stay in New Orleans, right? Like, once he, becomes, once he gets the start. I would bet money he doesn't finish his career there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as would I. And so I think. I mean, we don't we don't know where the NBA is going to be in a couple of years, but like the fact that guys aren't connected to cities anymore, man. Like, I love that Embiid. I mean, I'm jinxing it, but it seems like Embiid is. It yeah. seems like he he just generally took loves the city. Philadelphia. Yeah, he took this like this is you know he came from Kansas. He's obviously native of Africa, native of Cameroon. He came straight over here, and that we welcomed him. Like even though you know it took him a long time to you know get on that floor, we welcomed yeah. him, and he's one of those rare guys that. You know, stay with their city. Like Steph was what ten years now in the Warriors, and that's like the longest tenured yeah. player. And that's so crazy to think Which about. Is wild. I, I think maybe it, it might be a thing with foreign guys too, because Giannis is the same way. And you can see how the the Bucks are doing everything to kind of appease him by signing his brothers, um, just to kind of make it as much he as definitely did sign his brother. That's crazy. They did like streets. Like, dude, I don't I don't know how to do plays and. I know his brothers are obviously freakishly athletic like him, and they have the same body types and stuff. But I, I've never really watched his actually his brother that they signed. You got to do what you got to do. It's Milwaukee, man. Right. Like if, if Giannis doesn't feel at home there, then you have the same thing in twenty twenty one. But let's get into the topics that we had. Uh, okay, I mean let's obviously start off with you know Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi pulling the young Danos, the most savage fucking move. That's the thing though, like people, you know. People are downplaying how fucking savage, like, the whole scheme was. And it's, like, because yeah. the dude is socially awkward. So, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Kawhi. Like, that was so smart. But, dog, I'm he really... To, I'm starting to disagree with that. I don't think he's socially awkward anymore. He just moves in silence. Like He's socially awkward, though. Like, he's socially awkward. Yeah, like, well, in front of a camera and right. millions of people right, right, watching, right. like, who's to say anybody would be socially awkward? But other no, players, but, like, guys like PG, like, the fact that he's able... He's calling these guys. He's bro, recruiting. he's like, hitting dude. That's what's yeah. so crazy. Like, he hit KD. Like, look. The school, like you, you see these reports from Woj, like Kawhi Leonard looking to team up with Kevin Durant in LA, or like you look at him, like me personally, I looked at him, like all right, well, you know, the league trying to give some story, like he really was calling these dudes, yeah, KD, KD, like nah, KD right. said he was a little surprised by it because like I guess you just don't see Kawhi being that kind of person, but it's just like, like well, let's go rock, let's beat Brian. It like, de- <laughs> definitely made it definitely made KD think about it a little bit because it kind of threw a course if he didn't have this whole New York thing planned out. I think maybe KD would have thought about that a little harder. Who we who we hit right after that? Yeah, um, I think was it 
be a G? No, be a Jimmy Butler. Be a Jimmy. Be a Jimmy Butler. Like, look, they, and the same thing. The thing is, what I noticed from this summer, and I think this is something I'm going to take into next offseason and uh, moving forward, bro. Yeah. Woj is always right. He's old, like he's old. Like it's not like 99 of the time, like his reports are crazy. Like they had T.J. McConnell on. Uh, they had him on a fanatic the other morning. I was just listening, yeah. and he was saying how um, he was still on the phone with his agent. And Woj tweeted out like T.J. McConnell Pacers, like he was still on the phone with his brother, like his brother, like got on the phone with his brother, and, they, and Woj like he's known before these dudes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like when you hear these stories about Chris Paul and James Harden reportedly aren't getting along, if you're getting it from Woj and out, yeah. that is accurate, bro. Yeah, it's accurate. It's, it's it's sick. Like that's why some of these dudes get mad. Like I saw, who was it that got real mad about it? He was like, oh Evan Turner. He was like, Woj, like... Yeah, can you let people, like, yeah, at least breathe, like, let, let, let the trade breathe? And, like, yeah. granted, Evan Turner is one of the weirdest dudes in the NBA, but, like, I, I understand where, where you're coming from. Like, you're out to dinner with somebody, and, like, next thing you know, you got to find out through Twitter. Like, your organization can't even have the opportunity to go right by you and call you and yeah. say, hey, listen, like, here's what we had to do and break it down to you just because someone's always talking. Um, and I think that kind of is what just, like, to circle it back is what's so impressive about Kawhi. Kawhi yeah. yeah, loose links loose lips sink ships. Um and so you can kind of see like the way that he kind of maneuvered throughout the league, let everything settle, let all the signings happen, just was able to take a I guess a, a overview of the whole entire league, see how the Lakers panned out, see how the teams in the East panned out. Um Talking to the Clippers the whole time, from what it seems like, it seems like he was going to the Clippers. The Clippers knew, so that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and like we'll shut up. We're not saying anything. And that's another thing. Wode said. Wode said he was testing people. Yeah, he was all right. Look, you know, I'm interested in coming there, but don't say any, don't leak anything. And once you yeah. do, once you say, oh, I'm we're the Los Angeles Lakers, the biggest organization in all of basketball. Yeah, we're locked We're in. interested in Kawhi Leonard, and he's all right. Well, that's hurting your chances. Once, oh, Toronto Raptors have a great chance of bringing them back. All yeah. right, cool. They start clocking them at the hotel. Like, you got to yeah. think, like, who, who's releasing this information that you're meeting at the hotel? Like, mm-hmm. if you want to keep it private, like, how Doc Rivers, Jerry West, like, think about it. I haven't seen Jerry. I don't even know what Jerry West looks like right now, to be honest <laughs> with you. They used, to be at the, they used to be at the Raptors games. But just, the, like you said, the circle back, my opinion on the Kawhi thing is just, it's amazing because, like, Bro, he dragged the Lakers along. Like they were not, they were they throwing no that. Yeah, they, they weren't no throwing clue. that bread to anybody else unless they. They're like, oh, we're gonna see what this dude gonna do first. Yeah. You hit me. Think about it. you hit me. Like, yo, bro, we gotta record. I'm like, bro, we gotta wait till Kawhi signs. Very true. You know what I'm saying? We gotta wait because it's like that changes everything. Because if he doesn't go to L. A. now, now you throwing that money at what? I guess Danny Green yeah. and like Quinn Cooks, the, bro, the Marcus thing, Cousins. And the Lakers are names. That's what I, we gonna get into that a little later. But the Lakers are more names. Than fit like yeah. I don't know if we're gonna have Joe and them on here to talk oh, about it. We definitely will. We definitely will. We got a couple of boys that you know are Lakers fans, LeBron Lakers fans, so um, they're gonna have their opinions on it. But I think, me personally, just like real briefly, I think the Lakers are more so names than actual team that's gonna fit and gel together. Okay. Um, the whole LeBron starting at the one thing is a little fishy to me, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But back to Kawhi, last thing. I mean, that was crazy. He dragged the Lakers along. Yeah. Let's Nobody go. Let's do knew. an overview of the trade. So All right, go ahead. the Clippers. Um. Essentially traded, uh, what, the 2022, 2024, 2026, um, and then the first-round choices that they acquired from Miami in 2021, 2023, um, and pick swaps in 2023 and 2025 um, for Paul George, essentially, but 
kind of to get Kawhi as well because everyone has been saying like you're not really getting Kawhi without getting Paul. So, and the player from the player standpoint, Shea Gilson Alexander, um, Danilo Gallari, who's a solid piece, just struggled with some injuries, but a fringe All Star to say the least. Um, but yeah, they they threw the kitchen sink at it, and I think that just for me, looking at the Clippers now, like that was the biggest move the organization's ever made. Like they're no longer the little brother of the Lakers. Yes, sir. I told you that. I told no you that way through the year though. It's bro, it's about management. Yeah. Think about you got Steve Ballmer, you got Jerry West, and you got you got uh, what's his name, Palenka, who's yeah. you know. Magic set on Magic set on national TV. He's a backstabber. He's a snake. Can we talk right? about that? Like, how weird is this right now? Like, why is Magic still kind of cool with the Lakers? But is that's just, bro, that's that, that's him. It's in him. It's it's almost like one of those things where it's like it's like you don't you don't vibe with who's I don't. It's like it's like you don't vibe with a person. You don't vibe with who's around a person, but you still you're, that person is still you. For like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those things, I guess. But like, I think he just has too much love for the Lakers to just to let just that drop go. them and, and like kind of not. But it's just such a weird thing because like, they they said he was meet supposed to meet with Kawhi, um, but this is like oh, he said. I, yeah, like uh, this doesn't make it. If you're not connected with the organization anymore, why on earth would you be? one of the main guys is trying to pitch Kawhi and like why would he listen to anything that you have to say about the organization if you just called everyone a backstabber um so it's just like a whole weird mix of things coming from the Lakers organization um but for the Clippers I think just as we said this is by far the biggest move that they made um that that Lob City I guess air like I don't know what you think about like their chances to win a title before the Warriors kind of grew into themselves but like I mean, I don't think there's been excitement in LA of this magnitude basketball wise ever. Just well, both teams, both teams. For the Clippers, are, though. For well, the yeah, Clippers. for the Clippers, but yeah. just LA period now is just a centralized hub for basketball. Like you right. know, LeBron's kids that's here at Canyon. Like that that's, that's gonna that be, crazy. Gonna be a movie. Yeah. That 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 whole like LA is gonna be going crazy. You know, basketball wise, that whole scene. You know, even they even got UCLA runs in the summer that go crazy. Yeah, but I mean. I think um, LeBron's having a Space Jam runs going crazy. Like it's, yeah, it, <laughs> no, it's gonna be lit. But I mean, I like how are we really talking about the that whole LA situation? I mean, you have Kawhi going there. He, so who's the who's the best team in that building right now? I guess in the Stable Center. That's I think the, the Clippers. Question. I think the Clippers have a better roster. Okay. Top to bottom, and I don't. I, and I don't think the Clippers. Were, I don't think the Clippers are done. Uh, you know, adding who they have to add, but I think they have a better roster. Um, what do you think? Like, um, you think Lakers or Clippers? So my first before the Lakers made all those moves and after the Clippers trade, um, instantly it was the Clippers. The Clippers had a way better roster, and I think even after like the Demarcus Cousins, Quinn Cook additions, um, like I'm taking the Clippers as a team, but I'm taking I guess the I don't want to say like it's, it's something about LeBron like you just you can't say like there's a better team than LeBron James and Anthony Davis like I don't know something is preventing me from saying that like maybe it's just like ingrained in I my mean, mind but uh, in theory that's two top five players yeah right I don't I mean, think AD is a top five player that's a that's a that's a hot take for me okay I don't think AD is a top five player me personally and y'all watching this y'all probably are Lakers fans close saying Clippers I mean Lakers over Clippers but. I don't think he's a top five player. I think he has to show us more, you know. And I think Kawhi's proven. I think Paul George is proven in a regular season, in a regular season. But I think Paul George is proven in the playoffs more than AD has. He was going toe to toe with AD's teammate LeBron, yeah. and LeBron's 
crime. Nah, but when we still we still have that AD year from from last year that we're talking about downstairs. When he beat Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, yeah, but with geez. with Rondo and Drew Holiday as his guards, who both lock up and both are like bro, like defensive minded, like they took them out of the series. Like they had a great game plan for them. Like we're not gonna give AD all the credit for that. Like yeah, he was dominant. He was he was dominant and played well in that series. But that's all he has in his career, bro. But now and he this goes, is a dude he goes, that's been declared the best big in the league for. How long now? Four or five years now? Yeah, but he, I mean, Joel Embiid <clears throat> took that title last year, but I mean, he's definitely up there. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's top five current player, but talent wise, yeah, like what he can do, yeah, top five, definitely. Like, I just have. Right. Ron? Yeah. KD? KD. Curry? Curry, Kawhi, Harden, Giannis, Embiid. Are you taking who you taking him over out of those guys? No one. So yeah, I guess he would fall past Giannis, but like after Giannis, it's him. Just, just I mean, off, bro, off of I, what he can I do. love Paul George on a low. Like I think like Paul George is one of those dudes where like when he if he can really be in the right situation, like how he was early in his career, just being able to just be that lock you down and then go get a bucket on one end, not worrying about like taking turns with Russ or yeah. a fit like that. He could be crazy good too. And I, you know, I, you know my theory on perimeter players over post guys. Well, even though AD is more of a three level guy, but yeah. I, Paul George is a guy that can control the pace better, control the pace more, I would say. And obviously, he guard. He's defensive player of the year candidate this year. Like I love. I'm. I don't know if I'm taking Paul George over AD, but I'm thinking about it. Like, I, I think just with, right now, at least. Why, why I'm so hesitant to say it's just because of LeBron James again. And like as a chemistry guy, like LeBron James makes a guy like Anthony Davis now. He could. He. he we could be talking about AD having 32 and 13 next year. What? He could what? He could average 32 and 13 next year. That's ridiculous, bro. That's, it's, that's really not that crazy. I mean, it's, not, it's not that crazy with LeBron James finding him and just. Yeah, he could. Like, I mean, which, and if he does that, like, rightfully so, I'm going to give credit where it's due. Like, but obviously he hasn't been a winning situation. So we, we but we can't just, like, Kevin Love was a, 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 essentially, like, I mean, numbers no. wise. Come on. You're saying that, but I, I saw a list. When Kevin Love was in Minnesota, I saw a list with him for top four or five guys in the world, people were saying. Like I'm talking about, I this never is when that. he was like he was on that 2020 stretch in that year before. Bro, he was getting he had 30 and 30 once I think something like that. Yeah. Like he was, bro. He, you know what I'm saying? Like he, it's it's not say it's easy to get numbers on a lesser team, but it's like they come because it's like you don't really have any, you don't really have that production that you would have. But it's also this place in career that LeBron is now, like to where he's really going to be shown in the regular season, and like if you he can just kind of play in between the three point lines and just let AD do most of the, like below the three-point line line work. Like, it's just... All right, so I'm going to close it, the whole L.A. You know, I'm going to close the whole L.A. with uh, by saying I think the Clippers... I just think that top seven with uh, Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi, Harold, Lou, Shamit. Um, I guess you could throw Zubach in the mix, Mo Harkless. Yeah, like those Mo That eight is more guys, like... like Guys that I want now, my Jermichael best on their team. Jermichael yeah, Green, yeah, those are more guys I'd want now on my team in 2019 as opposed to like y'all can y'all can say, oh yeah, we signed a shooter in Danny Green. Yeah, that dude stands still and he's an he's, he's yeah. obviously a good shooter, but he he can go five. Can't handle the ball. He's not that great of a defender. You got to right. do like that. You got KCP. Like you've seen guys, KCP, Javale McGee. You know what you're gonna get from him. Um, Where do you think Boog- Boogie fits in all that? Boogie still has to show me. I mean, I hope Boogie proves me wrong. Like honestly. As far as 
his mobileness, but that's just such a factor. Like he can't, you can't be able to come off a ball screen and he's just gonna be fooled in the playoffs. Yeah. Like which he was last year, he couldn't move. You know what I mean? So like that's not working on the LeBron James team. LeBron ain't guarding nobody no more. I'm sorry to break it to people, but yeah, you he's not, he's not doing court. that in regular season games. You got Kuz who doesn't show much effort on defensive end, and then you got Boogie. Like it's gonna be tough for them to guard teams. So I think the talent is there, and they, on paper they look real good. Yeah, but it's gonna be an interesting team, I think, for uh-huh. sure. Where do you, I mean, to ask you, I mean, it's random, but where do you think they finish in the West? Definitely top three. Yeah, I was going to um, say that top three yeah. team. Top I think, three, four, yeah. four. Top three, four, at least. We, we realized, like, how important that top, or just home court advantage last year with the Raptors just having that with the Golden State. So, I think teams are going to start to value that a little bit more. So, um, right. last question. How, how how do you think this Jason Kidd, Frank Vogel thing kind of works out with LeBron? What do you I mean? mean? Jason Kidd, he's assistant? Yeah. Wait, he didn't sign. He, yes, he is. He's Jay, assistant? Yeah, he's an assistant. Oh, Ty Lue said he didn't want to do it. Yeah, Ty Lue didn't want to do it. How does it work out? This I mean, kid, Frank Vogel, like, what do you... I think, uh... Do you think it's easier than the Doc River situation? Like, who's... Like, who has, who has Doc it? over any of them. Yeah. Just because it's Doc. True. Well, actually, Glenn Rivers, because we don't call nobody Doc in Philly besides the real Dr. J. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get it. But, um... Uh, I think Jason Kidd... Um, I think the plan is for, like, if Vogel's, like, like, not fucking up, but if it's, you know, it's yeah. kind of messy, it's going to be like, It feels like, like a right. David Blatt thing. Yeah, it's going to be like, all right, JZK, let's go. Come on. Like, he played LeBron in the Olympics. Like, it's, you know, it's going to be one of those things. So, and, you know, people gas everything up. They say LeBron controls his team and all that. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be, you know, one of those situations yeah. in L.A. But, you know, obviously, L.A. basketball going to be crazy this year. Yeah, so I think that happened on, what, like, July 6th, um, first day of Summer League. Then right after that, um, on the 11th, Another grandiose move. Um, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook um, essentially flipped. Uh, Russell Westbrook now plays for the Houston Rockets with his man, James Harden. And Chris Paul now is, I guess, looking for a buyout trade sort of ordeal. Um, just to kind of run you down through that trade again. Um, it's, it's, no, it's, it's no rundown, bro. It's literally a crazy. swap and then mad picks. Yeah, just mad picks. 2024, 2026, yeah. uh, protected 1-4, 2025 pick swap. 2021. Um, Who wins the trade? I mean, how many trade? How many? How many picks? Is not to cut you off. It's like four picks, five picks. Yeah, five picks. Five so picks. Is they got more than. They got more than. They got more than the Lakers. The Lakers get no. They got more than the Pelicans got for AD. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Oh no no I'm thinking I'm thinking we're we're jumping ahead. I'm thinking Paul George and 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 uh what's his name the Paul George trade. No. The Clippers sent the clip. I mean, the Thunder sent the Clippers like five picks. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This trade, I think they send them three picks. Okay, yeah, so three or four. to clarify, the Thunder sent um, the Thunder sent Houston Russell Westbrook, obviously, yeah. and then the Rockets sent back Chris Paul and about what three picks? Yeah, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty six, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty one, and pick swaps. Any order these years? Okay, so yeah, yeah shit's on the picks. Um, I think people were saying Daryl Moore is crazy for it. What do you think? As far as just the no. trade, I mean, you got so if you got to look at it from two angles. One, Jeremy Moore is the GM; he's not the owner, so he's got to like right now he's in win now mode that he doesn't have. He's not going to be here for these picks, right? And he's trying to get win championship with James Harden, so I think it's a great shade from his perspective. Um, I think for the Rockets, like you, you have to do it, right? Like, what what other choice do you have? Right. Yeah. Like if you if you were, if you were a GM, like what do you what you get rid of the worst contract in basketball or top three con- worst? Like because you have John Wall contract is horrible. Yeah. You have Chris Paul's contract is horrible. And then Russell Westbrook. And then Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But Russell's is probably 
a little bit better than because he's younger. He's yeah, thirty one years old, and he's getting he's getting less money. I don't know. What's name still getting more money, but you still you get you get a thirty year old as opposed to a 34, 35 yeah. year old um, bigger guy can guard probably better than Chris Paul again at this point, like at least potential wise. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the Rockets have to make that that deal. If they're like, yeah, we'll give you Russell Westbrook, yeah. and we're not even. We're not even looking to play this dude. Like we, we're gonna buy him out and rebuild. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for OKC, we talked about this at after they got knocked out. Like this is a blessing. This is a blessing for OKC. Right. That team was going nowhere, right? Like especially in the West, there's no chance that they were winning the finals these next couple of years. It's just PG and Russ. Yes, they were. Though. Everybody on Twitter told me that they had PG and Russ. Stop it. They told just... me though. They said, "Yo, we got they got the best point guard in the world." And PG, PG MVP. That's, that's what I heard. I mean, I'm just saying foolishness. What I heard. Like. But now, the thing is, is like now, in hindsight, it's like, y'all look dumb because they, they, even their management knew, like, they're not, we, yeah. we're maxed yeah, out. They, they took that first opportunity they could. There was no second thought. We maxed out. Like, this roster is not giving us nothing. Like, I, like I'm not going, like, it was, it was poorly constructed, I guess, because you didn't have much shooting. You had yeah. defenders. But, I mean, Because it, it was all kind of a blur, like, how yeah. it happened. Like, the fact that. Like after KD left, like Russ is just on his own. They get Old Depot just as kind of consolation. Um, but then like being able to get Paul George and keep Paul George, like it's like all right, shit. Like they're kind of scrambling around. But right. I like this is for I, it. Just kind of sucks though again because like OKC is now stuck with like a really young team that like they could be good in seven eight years. But then like, oh it's God, all gonna no, happen. Not that long. I mean, they had the thing is. This year they could compete, not compete, but they could be a respectable team if they kept yeah. Chris Paul. They could be because they'd still have him. They'd have Shea. They'd have Gallo. They'd Steven. have Stephen Adams. Roberson. They'd have Robert. Well, Roberson's beaks, but they'd have uh, who would be they for? They still got Nerlens, I think. They have. I mean, they still have yeah. a couple pieces. I mean, they lost Grant, but it's just yeah. They they definitely have enough pieces to be competent. Yeah, yeah to, to to make that to not to be the you know Bobcats of a. A ten win team or a six, like a team that's just completely tanking. Yeah, you know, but they're going they're going to flip Chris. Both, Paul. Yeah, nobody lost the trade. I guess it's just to answer your question. Like this yeah. is good. Good to for answer both your teams. question. Your own yeah. question. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, that's why I said as soon as it happened on Twitter, I said I love it because it made, it just made sense both ways. It's like, like I said earlier, like you hear Woj report that James Harden and, uh, you know, Chris Paul aren't you know exactly seeing eye to eye, and. Like, you have to believe that shit now. Yeah. It's like th- that. And you know what's real funny? So my boy sent Cody sent me a video. Um, you remember when James Harden, right after the, right after they lost? Yeah, you see him sitting there. Like, I know it's got to change. I know exactly yeah. what has to do. The yep, funny part yep. is, like, now looking at it, it's like, this month, you know, he was he talking right talk, about Chris. Right, like, talking right about Chris Paul, like dummy, like we gonna get you right out of here, like yo. Yeah. The thing is, we were we laughing about it earlier too. Like it's definitely like James Harden probably looks at it like yo. This old dude, like, yeah. trying to tell me what to do. I'm averaging 35. If y'all don't go give me a point guard, that yeah. can, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so. You hurt every single time I need you. I got to put the team on my back. Uh-huh. Like, let me go get my man to come play with who's right. not going to be a headache. Like, uh-huh. it's just all those things wrapped in one. Like, and it's like, a, he's like a kind of like a force leader. And Chris Paul's probably like top 10 of my all-time favorite players. Yeah. And this doesn't make at me this look point, at him differently, though. I just think it's just a, ge- a generational gap. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, older dudes respect the shit out of Chris Paul and everything he brings to the table because he's, like, yeah, I mean, he's direct and straightforward and, like, things aren't sugarcoated. And I'm not saying James Harden needs to be babied or coddled, but, like, I don't know. Like, that that shit rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Like, and I'm not trying to hear you just being in my ear yelling and snapping over the smallest little detail. Like, 
I don't know. Like, I, I could just see it. Like, Chris Paul, you he would never hear this with his friend group or age group or, like, the LeBron, Wade guys, right? But no, yeah, for it sure. seems like it kind of translates. Generation gap, like you said. I mean, yeah. they they definitely didn't see eye to eye. I mean, you kind of see the body language. And I tried to ignore the signs just because Chris Paul very quickly denied it and said, I'm going to be a rocket next year. Yeah, he's a professional. Right. He's a constant professional. Right. Like, and, but I think we, we noticed now that James didn't say anything. Like, James, <laughs> James Harden's been completely quiet. Well, went to, he yeah. went to China. He's out. Um, but I mean, let's uh, let's move on. I mean, there's there's definitely more moves. There was the Paul George. We kind of were touching on that a little bit. Yeah. There's a Paul George. Uh, straight. I mean, we touched on it with Kawhi because he went there with Kawhi. But yeah. Paul George went to L. A. with Kawhi and OKC got a ton of picks for him and they got a big haul, like probably more than, you know, like I was saying, the Pelicans got. Yeah. For AD, so it was crazy. I mean, they got a shit ton of picks for those two guys and. They already rebuilt. And I just think, I mean, he's going to be the ultimate Robin. Paul George oh, with, with Kawhi. Perfect. Yeah, Kawhi's going to let him spin, too. I guess. Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi's cool. Like, Kawhi's going to get his baskets. But he, like, I've watched Kawhi. Like, even like a Van Vliet and a Lowry or whatever. They had it going. Siakam, he's like, all right, go ahead, do your thing. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm be here when it matters. But he also knows how to play with an offense when he's not on the ball, I guess. Like, and it never feels like Kawhi's just kind of floating and getting a rest. Like, I guess that's where you compare him to Russ or James Harden. Like, his usage rate isn't as high, but he's still very active on the offensive end. But we'll go over to the East, uh, review some of the, I guess, lesser lesser moves, but still interesting to say the least. Um, we'll start with the hometown team, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, first of all, fuck Jimmy Butler. Lied to us. Damn, why are you coming at my man Jimmy like that? Keeping it a buck. Like, you said he was all about winning, all about winning the championship, and you just peeled. So that, thing that, is, that's how I'm carrying it with you. <laughs> All right, but you can look at it as you can look at it as he didn't think we could win. I, I yeah. see. You thought like, huh? So, so you thought you had a better chance in Miami? No, nah, maybe he thinks oh somebody can come come holler at me, like somebody can come play with me. Like I guess. I mean, who 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 was the rumor to go? I mean, that's Russ was, Chris Paul was a little bit, but he want he wanted his own team. That was for sure. That was one thing. Yeah. The weather. Jimmy Butler loves working out and like. I yeah. like watch his YouTube channel. Like, he loves working out like the beach and shit. Like that's his vibe. Yeah. And, and D Wade is his man. That's his like that's his old like his legit big brother type thing. So I they both played in Chicago for that one year. Yeah. I mean I can't I, I can't knock it after, you know, two weeks now, I guess, but definitely hurt a little bit. Well it, it it hurt because we had that thirty minute time frame like shit. Like we just gonna be stuck with Tobias now. Like and to be honest, like as a Sixers fan, like I also hear like that's not enough. Like Tobias and B and Simmons, especially knowing what we know with Bron and AD and Kawhi probably heading out west as well, like that wouldn't have been enough at all. Mm-hmm. But I think um, just bringing in Al, like although it is quirky and a lot of people are like, oh, how will it work? Uh, front court's really clogged. Um, like we had the talent, and I think just get the talent in and then figuring it out is just the most important part. Um, yeah. Let's start to just kind of, I guess, dissect that. I mean, Josh Richardson was a yeah. huge pickup as well, and I and I and I actually, I can admit I was one of those. Damn, I said I want to get him. Yeah. But I started looking. Okay, this dude averaged, you know, nine a couple years ago. Then he averaged twelve. Yeah. And this year he averaged sixteen. You know what I mean? And steady I mean, increase. The Heat aren't like an easy dub. Like you, the oh, Heat no, is a blood battle. It's a blood battle every time. So. I mean, it's a 25-year-old kid. He can guard. He's what we wanted folks to be, essentially. Yeah. A guard that can play with the one and the two. 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five, can yeah. shoot the ball, long arms, defend, um, be able to guard point guards, be able to guard twos. Um, just give us that versatility at the guard position to be yeah. able to put besides Ben and have him play the one when Ben's not on the floor. Uh, so I think that was huge. And then 
Big Al, man. Like, Al Horford is one of those dudes you hate. Well, we hate it because it's like... <laughs> he was just shoving and beating. Like, like, so like, like, yeah, that, obviously <laughs> that, but... Bro, he do, he just does everything right on a basketball court. Yeah. Like if he if you if you if you like out if you like how do I want to board this? If you come out victorious on Al Horford, you earned it. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like you not like bro. He do you remember what he was doing to Giannis in Game One, bro? bro. It was like hold on, like, like Giannis, was, Giannis was truly confused by that. Bro, it was like yo, is this about to happen for the whole series? I mean, obviously Giannis figured it out, and the Bucks got a little better, you know, bought better ball movement and all that, but. You were sitting there like, damn, like this nigga out Horford, like how's he how is he doing that? You know what I'm saying? So uh that was that was a big uh that was definitely a big pickup for us. And I think just on the everyday thing as well. So you have a guy that is gonna be around and beat every single day and like just aside from him being a consistent professional, like and B gets to see everything that Al was doing to stop like you know what I mean? Like yo like, It was funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny though, cause like if B hasn't said anything about it, right? And Something you, know, you think he don't fuck with Al? Nah, he don't fuck with him. <laughs> but it's something tells me it's almost like one of those things. Like, I wanted to beat this motherfucker. But now it's like... Because I know... Like, you know the clip when Embiid at the All-Star game talking to Al Horford. He's like, yeah. who do you think is the best GOAT? Because Embiid thinks Wolves to go. I don't know if you know that. Like, that's one something that's like documented. Like, Embiid thinks Wolves to go. He's like... He always says, like... Um, he was so athletic. That's what he said to Al Horford. Like, he's like, everybody talking about Mike and all that. But people don't realize what was so freaking athletic and all that. He was saying to Al Horford. Yeah. So... It just looks like somebody him, big man. He, he picks his brain. I think he picks out Horford's brain. It's gonna be so cool to see it all, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's get into the next topic that we have. Uh, Seven leagues started, as we said. Um, same day Kawhi announced his move to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and he had what nine minutes to Zion Williamson. We had like nine points before he's taken out of the game. The rest of summer league, him and RJ Barrett. Um, so give me a top five rookies, I guess. No particular my, order, rookie of the year. Top, my top five rookies. Yeah, that's tough though, because it's always tough because you you go off of what they did in college, obviously, but then you have to look at their you the know pro and, potential, your situation, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I'm just gonna put Zion up there, obviously, because he's <clears throat> Zion. Uh, I like RJ up there. Um, Cam Reddish. So the three Duke guys, I guess. I think. I think Cam Reddish is going to be a. What do you like? I think he's going to be like one of those. He's going to be solid, like an 18, 20 point per game score at his best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just so tough to tell. They're so young, man. I don't know. I'm going to just name five guys. I like those three. I like John Morant, obviously. Um, I like the Jackson Hayes kid that the Pelicans got, too. Yeah. He looks good. Very springy. Very springy. Very springy. Agile. You know what I'm saying? Can move, can defend, can jump, block shots, all that stuff. It's all important okay. in the league. So him and, and you. Um, that's five guys. Okay. But just five guys you'd like to see something. Carson. I mean, there's so many guys. Carson Edwards playing well. Like there, there's the game last night. Yeah, yeah, there's guys. But you know who my main guy is. I've been telling you about him. Yeah. Tyler Hero, kid from the kid from Kentucky. Yeah, the 13th he can pick go. Miami Heat. He can go. I'm telling you, he's gonna be one of those, one of those dudes. I like. Probably not be on Luka OKC type. by the end of the week. But huh? Said it probably be on OKC by the end of the week, but why you say that? Just Miami flipping to him. It's probably gonna be yeah. a team trade, but um, well, I, I no, they said they he's untouchable. Him and Bam, like those two. Oh wow. The Heat, you know that was, was a report that came out. So I think he's gonna be a buck. He can get to one. Like I just so <laughs> I guess the things that I've seen. I didn't watch college basketball much this year, as I told you guys earlier um, on the podcast. More mainly NBA, but. Um, I saw the first game when Duke played them, and 
he just like it seemed like he was on the court with men and he was just scared. Like, cause remember they played Duke game one of the the whole NCAA tournament year and he just looked like yeah, I don't know. Like, I looked wasn't at scared, bro. Like that, no. You I know stop, it's, it's a grandiose moment and like it's just it's it's totally different from the, what the normal game is gonna look like. But yeah, I mean, and obviously you've seen his development throughout the year and he got a lot more comfortable, crafty. Yeah. He got in between dribbles. He's a great set shooter. He can shoot off the bounce with the three. He can get in the mid range and pull up. He can finish the rim. He knows when. Like he's such a crafty offensive player. I, I don't know. I like his game a lot. I think he's like I really think he's going to be one of those sleeper dudes. Where it's like like Donovan Mitchell was. It's like, yeah. damn, everybody knew he was good, but nobody really gave him that. that bro, he is cooking in the summer league right now. You know, it's definitely a good start for him. Yeah. I should say. When we'll see. Guys, I, uh, so my guys, Darius Garland. I think he's going to be great. Cleveland whenever he does or is able to play um, I don't know it's just you didn't see much obviously because he had the ACL thing but it's just he looks incredible just from the like the tape um, Zion uh, I'm just a heavy cam Zion I'm buying all your Zion stock everybody looks said he looked cra- like crazy fat um, didn't look in shape didn't look like he was he was getting a shot we off his we're not about to do that. He was fat. Yeah, but he, he looked, looked it. And even in summer league, and he was still out there cooking. Not to cut you off, but that's not true. Like, he, they said he was out of shape because all the touring he was doing and just the aspect. There was just so much yeah. he was doing, so much he had to be there for. He not still was able to have an impact on the game, though. You know right. what I mean? He wasn't, you said? He was. That, yeah. that, that's the, what the most important part is. Like, even though he got a shot blocked on from the three-point line by Kevin Knox, like, he was making plays all over the court, and you could feel his presence on the court no matter what was happening. And it wasn't just because of his name. You know, like you knew Zion was lurking behind you on defense. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know. Once that starts to get honed, and Alvin Gentry is a really good coach. Um, you have guys like JJ Redick in the locker room now. Um, fuck him too for leaving. Try to think. Damn, um, JJ, you gonna do us like that? Everybody was like, man, we. Everybody was like, we. You know, we lose so much shooting and Redick and so much scoring with him and Jim, him and Butler. But yeah. I think it can be replaced, bro. Yeah. Like I think people get caught up in. Caught up and caught so much in up into like shooters, like set shooters or guys that can because shoot we have catch. them, yeah. But not even so, like just you need you need shooters, you, like you need scores, fuck shooters. Yeah. You need some scores, put the ball the, in the, the ring. shooting will come, but yeah, you need guys gonna, that are versatile now need, in today's NBA. Like exactly. JJ, right? There's so many times where it's just like he's not nothing's falling for him, and it's just basically you just, just offensive. Bro, and think about like when we would play the Celtics, you know, two two years ago, last yeah. year. Uh, Bro, they have so many guys that can just, in a playoff series, just get to it. Like, yeah. you need dudes that's going to be able to, obviously, guard on one end. J.J. Reddick could just get picked on. And then you need guys that can be able to, you can just give them the ball and say, okay, make a 2-3 a two, two three dribble efficient move and score the ball for me yeah. consistently. Like, be able to do that. And, you know, J.J. really wasn't that guy. So, I think with Adam Richardson and you got these young guys developing, Zaire and Shake Milton and uh, – Thibault, and I love Mario Shayok. Yeah. Mario Shayok. Mario State. Yeah. Got the ratchet. Bro, he can shoot it. He can, I think he's going to be on a big, he gonna be on a regular team. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be yeah, He's going to be towards the end of the bench, but he's, they're going to have him they're up gonna, for a couple of NBA games when people sit right. out. Right. Like, like, yeah. I think he's going to be one of those dudes, though, that he's going to really play himself into the rotation. And, like, and it all goes to Elton Brand's. Um, kind of just draft strategy. All guys that are like veteran guys for their sense in college, like they're all right. there like two or three years. He was there. Yeah, he was there four. He trans. He went to Virginia and then he transferred to Iowa State. I don't know if you knew okay. that. So yeah. he was always like a big time like recruit and supposed to be a big yeah. time player. He and just he kind of fell in the draft. I think I will like you just like you get guys that have, like have been around a locker room and like just kind of have had to kind of mellow out and chill out. Like when right. you get an eighteen year old with all the hype behind them, like yeah, you can kind of like just the, the way that. 
obviously RJ Barrett is, and these guys are better, but you can see like the way that they're kind of walking into it, it's like I'm the shit already. Right. Like everything that's is like, a good ass point. I've, I've been coming in as a top five projected pick since high school. And it's a tricky situation for them because you have to feel like that. Yeah. If you're an MVP, RJ, like I'm, yeah, I'm number two pick. I, I knew I was going to, what was RJ, three, third pick. I knew I was going to be a top three pick since yeah. I was in high school. You know yeah. what I mean? So you, you go into the summer league, you have to have that that swag with you, but at the same time, it can hurt you. Like yeah. how you're saying, you, know, you don't have that that hungry, that dog, that where Shea, Shea I can show him. Like, all right, yeah. like, I can hoop too. Like I've been, you know what I'm saying? I was playing with y'all last year. And they slot right in. Uh-huh. Right in next to other guys. It's not, it's not a competition between them and Ben as to who can show they know whose team this is. We got the two guys that are driving the car and everyone else is going to fall in line. For sure. Um, so that, that's just circling back to what I was saying about JJ. Like we got all that now. You know what I mean? You add all, even like this might sound crazy, but the NATO, the uh, NATO, yeah, NATO off the bench, that's just ball handling. just like a more traditional guard. And you just have all these guys that you can kind of just throw in the mix and see what works. And if anything, the trade down line, you flip it. But right now, I think that I love what Zaire was showing. Like, I think Zaire can play 20, 25 minutes. Easily. Easily. Bro, he's springy. He's guards. He's look, showing the ability to be able to shoot the ball now. The Shannon Brown comparison was Shannon awesome. Brown. It's just Shannon back Brown. Cuts yeah. His back cuts. Like, his back. He back cuts you like he. It's, a, it's like a. It's like a field goal yeah. from. He just one fake. You step that way, and he's going. And that's like his shot. And you have to because when he does step around, like yo, when he's turning the corner, like he does have that speed. He gets right to the rim. Like mm-hmm. it's just. I don't know. It's he's gonna be showing me a lot. And then hey, Thibel. Mm-hmm. I know you love what you saw from Thibel. Thibel can catch and shoot it. Bro, his defense is ridiculous. Defle- like, yo, deflections are one thing that I started to just count more. Like, steals don't really mean as much to me anymore. Like, somebody said the other day, I think Howard is like, a steal doesn't mean you're a good defensive player, but how active your hands are. And, like, yo, you could just tell you with him, dog. Like, I don't know. It's just on every single thing. Even on the fast breaks. Like, he's always in the mix yeah, trying to make a play. always in the mix trying to make a play. You just need a guy like that that's going to give you, like, he's probably going to play, like, 17 minutes tops. And then and you still have James Ennis. Exactly. It's like that mix, like our the way we're built because of Ben Simmons is you kind of just have to get guys that can do their thing. You know what I mean? You have to get dudes that can do their thing. So, J.J. Reddick was, yes, he was a great shooter next to Ben, and we needed, we needed him to be able to shoot the ball to get the spacing or whatever. But there is ways you can, you can uh, replace that and even go even further. Than what you had in JJ Redick, a very, a very, yeah. a great shooter. Just a like, more complete team. Yeah, more complete yeah, team. More complete guys player. that can slot in. Like you want to be, kind of like the Raptors is kind of like what our team models. Like we right. want guys at position of nine on the bench to still be like, all right, if he gets hurt, able to play. Like Powell, like Norman Powell is precisely one thing. He wasn't giving them great minutes in the final, but he, he played. No, he played. I mean, he, he wasn't a liability for sure. And like we have guys that once you get to that spot, once you get to that ninth, tenth guy. Yeah. It turns into a Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah. You know what I mean? It turns into a TJ McConnell, a dude that's like, all right, well, he's good for what he's good for. We have a but, good game against like Indiana or right, the Hornets. But but like, now when it really matters, like, damn. Yeah. Like, you think, like, as good as the Sixers ceiling was last year, um, as good as our ceiling was, as high as it was, you know, championship level team, we beat Toronto. We potentially could beat Milwaukee, and then Golden State obviously gets banged yeah. up, and you see what happens there. But I'm saying. You have we seven are better, guys. We are better now. We are better now than when we ended the season. Not even say that, but to finish, like, we had seven guys last year. Yeah, I agree with that. We are a better team because we had seven guys, and you have that drop-off was so crazy. Yeah. Just to think Furkan Korkmaz was, was legit. Option. No, in the Raptor series, game one, he was in the rotation. Yeah. When Brett Brown was trying to figure it out, Furkan Korkmaz was in the rotation. So just think, like, we don't gonna have that bullshit no more. We got yeah. dudes like even you go to eighth man. As well. Dudes that are waiting to play. It's like yo, I cannot wait to get on the floor and then like they're gonna show you something. Like you right. like 
there may be a, like don't be surprised at six if there's stretches where like shake like shake me out and, he, and he's like and you like damn you gotta stay in it like, yeah we gotta give him more minutes like, yo, oh, like, like bro bro we can play our yeah. team bro like it's like more complete like yeah. like you say like just to, like, this is kind of turning the Sixers I guess the Sixers part of the segment but it's like you can let's go down a list that's what I'm trying to say because if you go you know you're starting five you got mm-hmm. Richardson Ben uh Tobias, Al, and Embiid. Yeah. And then you know Al's not really going to play that much with Embiid. Oh, no. You still just have him playing your backup he, five. He's there for a cushion for Embiid when we got to give Embiid light minutes on right. some nights or Embiid can't play. Right. And then he's going to play major minutes and they're just going to stagger him. Stagger. You're still going to get 25 to 30. They're yeah. still going to 28 to 32 minutes. But now let's go down the list of our bench guys. So Shake Milton is, our, I guess, our backup one. Him and Nate. So right now, Shake Milton look kind of shaky in summer league. And I love Shake and... I hope they give him a four-year deal, and I hope he figures it yeah. out. And I like the way he plays. But Nato in Utah, like, he was solid. Solid, like, right. like, solid enough to where he wasn't getting major minutes in the playoffs, but he traditional, did what he was Yeah, traditional guard can shoot it, guard, yeah. whatever. That's what we expect out of him. Uh, TJ McConnell, essentially, but better, taller, yeah. whatever. So then you have him, you have Shake Milton. Those are the backup, I guess, ones. You know, yeah. Ben Simmons is still playing 35 minutes, so yeah. I mean, you don't need that much time. And especially with Josh Richardson in the mix, you don't really need a guy playing the one off the bench that yeah. much. Like, those yeah. guys are going to play, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. It's going to be a field thing. Right. So now you got we two. Zaire. Yep. We already said what we said about Zaire. Then you have what? The three. Thibel, James Ennis. Scott. And, no, no. Scott would be more of a four. So okay. Thibel, James Ennis, and Shayok. Those three guys are going to be rotated for that wing. Last year it was what? Ennis. Freaking Jonathan Simmons and Furkan Korkmaz. Okay. Look at the upgrade. Yeah. And then the four, you obviously still have Mike Scott back. Um, where's Jonah Bowden's spot on this team now? Like, where, does, where is he? Because he's not going to play the five. Like, is, you know what I mean? Where I mean, is but he yeah, he's just a filling guy. You know, like at that point, like you're not you're not putting him forward five. It's just whatever fits for that night. He's gonna go. He's gonna be a lot of DMPs for him. Right. And like think about last him. year, we needed him. Like we needed him to play yeah. at times. But we ain't gonna. He, we, don't, we got O'Quinn. We got Horford. Like dudes, oh, you can yeah. play four or five. Like we got dudes. You know, with Mike Scott, with Tobias, it's gonna slide to the four a lot. People think, oh, Tobias is gonna be playing the natural position mm-hmm. all game. No, he's gonna be playing the four a little bit. Ben gonna be playing the four. Like I'm the happiest for him out of everybody. Like yeah. we're about to see the best Tobias. Like possible. He right? he, he now. Like you got to think from Detroit to the Clippers, like for from Orlando to Detroit to the Clippers, like he's never been in situations like, all right, this is what you are. You are the guy on a contending team. Like he's never just been in the situation before, and he's at the peak of his game. Like you know what I mean? So he, the, I think the way our team is, the way our team is so unique is, like you're saying he's the guy, but. I'm saying he's the only the he's the perimeter scoring yeah, guy, but he's the only person that can give us those buckets. Right, so he's so the main person. I, I, think, 20, I think the pressure is not there from. as much because you still have a Ben Simmons who can score from all. Yeah. The, like you know what I mean? Like we won't die if we yeah. don't get the 25 from Tobias or right. 23, 25. Exactly, because you have Horford, you have Embiid, you have Richardson. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, I'm it's definitely excited. Good. We kind of like we were talking about rookies, and then we kind of went into six. Man, the rookies be hot. <laughs> well, I guess our, I like our rookies. Everybody got mm-hmm. mad because we got rid of Carson Edwards, who's killing right now in summer league. I was, I, I, I still don't agree with that, but whatever. I mean, I, I think we believe in Zaire and Shake, but yeah, but he would have been a bucket off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny Age, oh, yo, he all like he always seems to just a little well, thorn he, in the side. He bro. gets to, like, he gets too much credit. I mean, yeah, he does do this. It's yes. just always it seems like we're always the team that overlooks something that he picks up, like our mistakes. Even yeah. though the, things haven't worked out well for the Celtics, right, right, right. but like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But now I have a different angle with it. Now I'm now I'm kind of t- I'm kind of accepting it for what it is. It's like 
all right, like you you knew we were getting viable. You want like oh cool, like yeah. you start flipping shit around a little bit. And you, then you trade for Carson Edwards, but like Carson Edwards about to win you the chip. Yeah, we still over Boston. Like, well, yeah, like, <laughs> well, not Boston about to win still. You the chip. Like, you, oh, you stole Jason Tatum from us. Oh, they were all hype about that. Like all right, cool. Jason Tatum is now. <laughs> Uh, like the, I, I mean, we gonna see what we should see for Tatum this year. It's his third year. I'm not trying to hear nothing because Ben Ben playing in the second year, he was getting criticized all year. So this is Tatum's legit third year. Yeah. Let's see what he got. He won't have the Tobias Harris role on our team. Yeah. I mean, you got obviously got Kemba Walker at the one who's. He was just confused way. last year, just with Kyrie. I think like <laughs> when like when Kyrie gets slot slot into the offense, bro. Like especially when it's like Kyrie's his team. personality too. So it's just like, like it just threw you off. But yeah. like with Kent, so now I'm thinking about it, and I never thought about this because I'm just thinking like, oh, Kemba for Kyrie swap. Like Kemba's gonna be wanting to get his too. Nah, bro. Just think, think what I just I look at it like this: like Kemba's just as willing and just as like he want. He's like almost like Isaiah Thomas' mindset, closer yeah. to Isaiah Thomas' mindset, where it's like no matter what anything I do to win, and if I could just take over in the fourth, like cardiac. Kemba, you know I mean, like like that's all you really need from him. Like, no, for sure. He doesn't he's not going to try to force off four quarters of the game because you they that you try to do that in um Charlotte. So I mean, I don't think he tried, I think he had to. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to. But yeah, I, I don't know, just something to think about because like yeah, Kemba's going to like what it, what is Jason Tatum? Are right, I'm just going to be a secondary scorer to Kemba and then you they have Jalen Brown. I think their team is interesting because you have all you have young guys where it's like, I, so there's like an identity crisis now. Like, people always said Embiid and Simmons will fight over who's going to be the main guy and all that. But I think with Ben being such a passive type player, even though he can be dominant, yeah. and Embiid being such a demonstrative dude, it, it made them know, okay, Embiid's our big time dude, but yeah. Ben is like that. Ben is painting the walls. He's, he's and the shit, quarterback. Embiid yeah. is in the middle. Like, yeah. yeah. So, with them two, him and Brown, like, they probably both think they nah. might be that top dog. Nah, I see. As on, on the wing. I, I we can be great together, obviously. Yeah, no. But I, I, I'm saying, who? You don't think they both think like? All right, I don't like, think it's more of a. I don't think it's a competitive thing. I think those two really wanted just, just kill to together. Yeah, yeah, just kill together, get Kyrie. Like, because you go to the you go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They cool as shit too, together. It's just like, yo, we really had this shit, and then they kind of came in and fucked it all up with bringing Gordon. Kind of like they, that's really what they. Gordon's think. still like, there yeah. though, too, and then Gordon Smith's going to. I'm sorry, like if they know they do, but I'm all right. So now everybody's saying, "Oh, Gordon Hayward has a whole year no. under his belt. He's gonna come back." No, but these are all shits that. That's why I can. It's not even so much gonna be a competitive thing, but it's like, it's a narrative. It's like, all right, Gordon Hayward needs to get his minutes, and it's like, all right, Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown. You might, you guys might be best friends, and it's not like y'all hate each other or anything, but it's still like, all right, whose team is it? Like, who, who's, who's the guy? Really it? And that really What's is a it? thing. And just, I'm just asking because they have such such similar, they're asked to do such similar things. You know, just be a, a wing score, a young wing scorer, obviously defend, and just be elite at that position because that's the position that wins titles. I think it's more what Jalen Brown wants to buy into because if they, they can get Jalen Brown to buy into more because they, one of them's going to have to be their primary like three defender and it's probably gonna be like, Jalen Brown, Brown. Yeah. but like to have him buy into that like like I don't know man he I kinda, will yeah, I, mean, I kind of want to see him play on a different team because I th- a part of me thinks he's he could be better offensively than Jason Tatum I like, know that's what I'm saying it's yeah, confusing because like, like it was almost a full going com- a full like bone conclusion that Tatum was going to be the better player and I thought that was odd because yes Jason Tatum was cooking that in the playoffs two years ago but so was Jalen Brown I think Tatum just has more of a a loud game, like we were saying about Kuzma, where yeah. like when he gets buckets, you seeing it because he yeah. go left to right, oh 
left, right, step back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cash. Like, he's like, oh, shit. Fucking Bent up. Young boy got some shit. All right. He's one of those type players. So I think he was always old. He was always looked at as supposed to be way better than Brown. I just love that they are going to have identity crisis on that team. Yeah. They're going to have to figure out what the fuck Things is going are looking on. a lot worse in Boston than last everybody. year at this time. Everybody was, <sighs> Boston was going to be so crazy. Exactly. Like, I would, For the next decade was yeah. what people were saying. Like, well, they're, they're set. Like, hmm, they have so much. Yeah, but that, that just, to go to allude to what we said to start the podcast, like, it shows how fast things can change. Like, next year, the Sixers can be almost in the same predicament. Yeah. Like, if things really go south, Ben just forces his way out. Like, Rich Paul is his agent. Yeah, like, we, we, we out. Yeah. <laughs> ben, ben could easily be like, yeah, I, I want to get out of here. I'm about to go rock out with Kawhi and uh, Paul George. Yeah. And we end up with... Yeah, know, that's not yeah. happening. We're going to chip. Hopefully not, but... Um, All right, real quick. Uh, is there any rookies that are like... Just give me your rookie of your prediction. My rookie of the year? Yeah, who I think is going to win? Yeah. I would go with Zion Williamson. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, don't overthink it. Yeah. The league wants to give it to Zion, like they're because you gotta think LeBron is transitioning out. They need the next really young guy to be like the next up and coming star. Because like, it's KD K- always got so many good players, bro. Yeah, there's so many good players. <laughs> there's but, so many. Like, bro, Zion, Zion is the highlight factor. You gotta yeah, think about that. No, for sure, he is. Just dunks and dunks and and. Crazy blocks and personality, everything's there. Like just they can sell him, man. And so, the league definitely does need that. But I just, I, I was kind of looking at it from like a young guy coming in the league. Like yeah. these young kids are nice, man. All he has to do is play eighty-two games or clerk eighty games, and he's he's locked in. I think all he has to do—that's a lot of fun. Well, I'm not not he, he, he gonna, just he, has to get. I think he's gonna play like seventy, seventy-five, and yeah. that that wouldn't be that's why he needs. Yeah, I think Zion wins it. <clears throat> what do you think? We we touched everything as far as. Yeah, this so far we're not we're not really overdoing it right now with the content. Like we kind of hit yeah. everything that has the happened off season. So far. Whatever y'all want us to talk about, though, you know what I'm saying. Off season wise, if I have any questions, just send them over to TMT Hoops. You can we'll do polls and you know different stuff during the week now. Stay active during uh, the off season, but y'all can send questions to our TNT Hoops DM. We have TNT Hoops podcast on. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. They're both TNC Hoops podcast straight up. So you can just send questions over if you guys want us to talk about certain things during off season because there's obviously so much going on. But at the same time, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of dry. So if y'all have anything you think y'all want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah. Um, but I think we covered it all. That'll be all TNC Hoops. We covered Season two, baby. Yes, sir. Season two. Y'all know the vibes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like and subscribe. Let's get it. Ask me to tie my cup of daddy's in a feast. Jojo drops on Louis. I want everything he made. When it come to hoes, I'll never be the one to save. Keep on throwing ones. These bitches keep on showing ass. Bitches on my body and I'm just trying to relax. They always come off cool, but in the end they come out whack. A boyfriend getting mad. I told her he could take you back. Have you ever been?